Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Private Practice Success Stories. On today's episode, you're going to hear an interview with Shauna Klump, who is a private practitioner in Maryland, and she also happens to be a member of the Grow Your Private Practice coaching program, which she's going to talk a little bit about. And really, the amazing thing about Shauna is she had one vision for her private practice and for what growth would look like, and her practice grew a lot faster than she anticipated, which comes with both ups and downs and a lot of opportunity. So I can't wait for you to hear this podcast. Stay tuned. My name is Jenna Castro-Casbon. I am part of a group of private practitioners who have taken client care into our own hands. We are skilled clinicians who pride ourselves on providing high quality care to our clients and their families. We are fighting against productivity requirements administrative red tape, and unnecessary restrictions. We started our own private practices to take control of our professional and personal lives, of our schedules, of our incomes, of our future. We work hard for our clients, but on our terms. We believe in helping others, but also helping ourselves. We are not interested in competing with each other because we hope we'll all make it. We are successful private practitioners, and these are our stories. So before we dive in, can you please share your name, your location, and the name of your private practice? Yeah, so my name is Shauna Klump. Um, I'm based in Annapolis, Maryland, and my practice is called Kid Connections. So I am so excited to have you on the podcast because we, we got to run into each other at ASHA, which was yes. a lot of fun. So much fun. So much fun. and. I can't wait to tell people, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but I can't wait to tell people what you were doing then and what you were uh-huh. doing now. But yeah. before we get to that part of the story, can you please share with us kind of like your early clinical days, early days, what was Shauna like as an early speech pathologist? Yeah. So my inspiration for going into the field is my brother. Um, I grew up, he is older than me and he had a hearing impairment. So I always knew about the field. Um, And I knew going in that I was either going to be a speech therapist, an audiologist, or a teacher of the deaf. It was one of those three. Had to be one of those three. Um, And then I took my first class and realized how vast speech pathology was and all the different people that I could work with and support and service. And I was like, boom, that's it. I'm done. Um, So that's how I got into speech therapy. Um, I always had a plan that I was going to do private practice. Uh, growing up, my dad or my parents, both of them, don't want to discount my mom. She's awesome too. Um, they ran a small business. Uh, my dad fixed small appliances and stuff. So I was always 
in a home where, you know, we were entrepreneurs. That's just what we did. Um, so I always knew I would be in private practice, but going in, I was like, okay, uh, you know, maybe when I'm older and have a family and, you know, the kids go to school, then I'll do private practice. And then um, once I went to grad school, I was on a, a grant um, that basically paid for me to be in school, which was amazing and wonderful. Um, but the requirement for it was that I had to spend two years for every year that I was funded in the school system. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll spend four years in the schools and then transition to private practice. Um, but you know, plans don't always go the way you expect them to. And I actually loved the schools and I learned a lot and had a variety of experiences down here in Maryland. Um, the school districts are county based. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you can work for one school district and work with a variety of different programs and a variety of different kids. And so it took me 10 years to begin transitioning out. Um, and I took my transition slowly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I know that you said that you had wanted to do this private practice. You had always thought that that's where you would go. Yeah. Um, but you liked working in the schools, but it, what, what kind of triggered you being like, okay, now's the time. Yeah. So I had made one trend or two, maybe two transitions within the school district. I transitioned out of being in the schools and more into a diagnostic position. Um, so I was testing preschoolers throughout the County. I was driving you know, lots and lots, and not that that has changed, but I was driving lots and lots at the time and really liked the diagnostic piece. I thought it was going to give me closer connection to the families, um, which is what I was sort of craving and missing in the schools. Mm -hmm. um, not that you don't have that, but it's really hard. And, you know, I was in an IEP meeting once where the dad looked at me after I had talked to him about, you know, all of the ways that his child had made progress in our therapy sessions. And he looked at me and he goes, so are we going to do something about this? And I'm like, mm. I, we have been for a year now. Wow. And you know, to me like, okay, either there's something that I'm not doing right here or our whole system here is out of whack because those types of conversations we should not be having. And granted, he was the one that sat across from me the year before, but still, you know, we just didn't have the everyday connection that I wanted and that was important. Um, anyway, so I transitioned into a diagnostic position, which I thought was going to give me better contact with families and it did, but then I missed the therapy piece. So I thought, okay, maybe I need to go part-time with diagnostics and go back into the schools. Um, at which point my husband said to me, well, what about that private practice Dream. And I was like, oh yeah, that might be a good time to do it. Sure. So then I just started researching as I do, you know, when I sort of get my mindset on something, that enthusiasm bug just sort of drives me. And, um, mm -hmm. and so I started looking into it at the same time that I was applying to the schools to go back into the schools. Cause in the County, you have to sort of still apply to figure out where you're going to go next. Um, so then I was offered a position in a school part-time and I was like, mm, uh, that's not going to work. I need to do private practice. And so I talked to the director of speech services and she was wonderful and, you know, willingly let me basically take my position, which was a full-time position and cut it in half so that I could mm -hmm. stay in the county part-time, still get my benefits while I sort of explored that private practice piece. Um, so that's sort of how I started that transition. I didn't leave because I was so disgruntled with the school system. I just left because I was searching for something that 
I didn't feel like the schools could, could truly offer for how I wanted to do services. Well, and you were kind of closing the loop on your dream. Yes. Right. The dream was always there. Yeah. I just didn't have, you know, the family and the kids in school yet, but there was no reason why it was stopping me. Yeah. My husband had to remind me of that a couple of times and tell me that I could do it. You know, there were definitely those moments of, could I really do that? Do I really have the skills to do that? And he was like, yeah. 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 Well, it's important to have a supportive spouse. I think that's wonderful that he played such a wonderful role in encouraging you where you were maybe, you know, in a point of being like, well, you know, it's, it's more comfortable to go to the schools or this is not part of what, like your, it was part of your grand vision, but not like all of the dots hadn't fully connected within that. So that's really, really nice that he did that. Yes. Yeah. And you know, the other piece of it, I I have a friend um, who runs a practice. She's a social worker. Um, And part of what she does in addition to being a social worker is she coaches other social workers to open their own practice. And so she's sort of when, once she knew that that's sort of the route that I was going, she took me under her wing and I basically paid her for her insight by buying her lunch a lot. Um, Yeah. So, you know, it's mutually beneficial. And I got to see my friend a lot. So she, you know, sort of helped me figure out some of those early steps, like figuring out how to establish an LLC, thinking about getting a a business bank account, you know, just all of those early things. Um, And, you know, just that encouragement piece. Well, that's, that's awesome. That's fantastic. So that was um, also probably pivotal in you just like, okay, yeah, I'm doing this. Yep. So what did your private practice look like in those early days? And when was this? Yeah. So that was three years ago as of June. So June, 2016. Um, And in the beginning it looked like, so I worked part-time for the schools I think it was three days a week. So I was still doing diagnostics three days a week. Um, And then two days a week, I got a job as a contractor, but I had already set up my business. Um, So I contracted myself through my business. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, For another private practice in the area, um, which gave me an opportunity to get my feet wet in private practice and really learn the ropes, learn the do's and don'ts, um, be in a supportive environment still while I was making that transition. Um, Within, I would say, a couple of months, I started getting calls on my own for folks who wanted services, um, folks who found me um, either on Google because I was getting my website set up or um, on like the, on prompt train. So on the prompt website, you know, they were looking for a prompt trained therapist. And so they found my name and I happened to look, be in their area. Um, and so that just started the ball rolling. Um, and I, I took it slow. I took my steps slow because of, you know, that nerve factor of, can I do this? Am I ready to jump in? Um, certainly our health benefits were through the school system. And so I was like, am I ready to give up those awesome benefits? <laughs> you know, all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, in the beginning it was slow and I was contracting myself out basically. Right. Which is, which was a smart thing to do as you were building in terms of building your confidence Yes, in your caseload and also your income. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I was very fortunate that the practice that I worked for, you know, they obviously knew going in that I was a company and that I was establishing myself and, you know, I live 
like 40 minutes from where they were. So, you know, and in this area, there's no such thing as competition. Not, I think in our field, there's no need for competition. There are so many people that need support and need help. Um, and so, you know, she, even now that I, I'm not there, we have a really nice relationship and she's been incredibly supportive for some of the things that I've been trying to figure out as my company is growing. Um, so, you know, each step gave me mentors and gave me people to, to support me and help me grow. Which is also just wonderful, right? And to be looking at all this thing through an abundance mindset versus scarcity yes. mindset, right? And thinking that there's enough clients to go around and not burning bridges with yes. like employers or, or not really employers, but people that you were contracted with or relationships, I think is really, really important, especially as people start to grow. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I'm not the type of person that wants to burn a bridge and you know, I've established a really nice network of therapists and we're all still at a point where we're like, are there any other therapists? Because we need to refer because we don't have space or the timing isn't right for the family. Who are we going to refer to? And, you know, we're still at a point where there's more demand for services than there are therapists in our area. So if anybody needs to be working, Maryland is a great place. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> so fast so fast forward to around november so november was when um we were both at asha asha yes. was in boston yes and i was in line for pizza i, I uh -huh. think and i wrote because you're also a member of grow your private practice and i had written yes. on the um on our group our private message board that i was at asha and i was in line for pizza or whatever and i forget how we i left the line for pizza because it was too long or something <laughs> Yeah, I think you, so I was online for, the way that the lines worked for food was you stood in one line and there were like three or four different options and you just sort of figured out, okay, well, which line is going to go the fastest at this point? Because, because there the was lines were ridiculous. SLPs. Yes. Thankfully, everybody was really nice. Um, but yeah, I think I was standing in line and maybe I looked up and our eyes met. The sounds so. <laughs> it was fate. It I was, was like, meant to be. Oh my gosh. Which was perfect. Course, so then we got to superstar. I know. Well, then we got to hang out in line for yes. chicken fingers or whichever line we ended up. I think it was chicken fingers. Yeah, I think it was, it was shorter. Yeah, it was shorter. It was the shortest line. Going exactly. faster. Right. It was faster. So at the time, I so refresh my memory yes. about what you were kind of thinking about so, at the time because yes, you were making so decisions. Uh huh. I was. I was making decisions. So at that point in November. I already had one contractor working for me like two afternoons a week. And as of probably September, October, I was looking at um, sort of the rate of referrals that I was getting mostly from word of mouth and just people finding my website. Um, and I was like, and I had also applied to become in network with Blue Cross Blue Shield at that point, um, which we can talk about in a second. Um, and I was just looking at this rate of referrals and looking at how my schedule was filling. And at the time I was still contracting with that private practice, I think two days a week. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at everything and I was thinking, oh no, something's gotta change. And so in October, I think it was, I posted to try and hire another part-time therapist. Um, and so in November, when I saw you, I was in the process of interviewing, trying to find the right person, getting ready for this 
for Blue Cross Blue Shield to credential me and become in network. Um, my schedule was starting to fill, so I was trying to make decisions. Is it time, you know, at what point is it time to start transitioning out of contracting and do this 100% on my own? Decisions for sure. Um, and so since that point, uh, so I had hired somebody um, who was coming back from being home with her kids for six years. She started working and then two weeks later, she realized that she wasn't ready to come back. So that was a little hiccup. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hiccup, that's the perfect, right? So, so it wasn't like a mistake. It wasn't a disaster. It just, it was what it was and it was a And it was a hiccup. And so, and at that point, as of, you know, in February, things were ramping up to a point where I had already told the place where I was contracting. My plan originally in November was I'm going to leave that place, that practice in June. June is going to be my day um, and or my month, whatever. Um, because in June, I had some clients there that were already going to be transitioning. It just seemed like a good natural break. Well, yeah. Yeah. the universe had other plans for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because I was putting all of these vibes out probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and in January, I told I was looking at the numbers. I knew that person was going to be coming on. And I told the owner of the other practice, I was like, look, I am, I have been trying to hire. I've been trying to do all this. I've got to go at the end of February. It wasn't my original plan, but I'm here. I'm giving you two months because you know, I'm just the type, I, I wanted to make sure that my clients would be able to transition and wouldn't be sort of left having to go onto a wait list. Because again, the reason why I do what I do is to help the kids. Um, so then February came and that therapist worked for me for two weeks. I had started building a caseload for her. I knew that I was going to have some openings as of March. So I started building a caseload for myself and then she left. So I absorbed all of her clients and all of the clients that I was taking on. And as of end of December, I was in network with Blue Cross Blue Shield. So talk about perfect storm of awesomeness, so to speak. Everything was happening all at once. Um, Stress level just skyrocketed. Um, But so did opportunity level. But so did opportunity level. Yeah. And it it came time to to sort of make some decisions of, okay, we really got to ramp up trying to hire somebody. Um, You know, what I've learned is that the time that I was trying to hire was probably like dead time. People Mm -hmm. just were not looking for jobs or not that many people were looking for jobs. Right. So just like a low candidate pool. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, And then I started looking into getting an office space, which I'm still doing, still trying to figure that piece of it out. Um, I'm actively looking. So that's taking up some time in the week, but it's for a good purpose. And then, you know, I was getting myself stressed out because I have all these kids going on a wait list. I'm at a point where I'm now looking, I thought I was going to hire somebody part-time. I'm now looking to hire somebody Mm full-time and to be a full-time employee because of how many kids I have on a wait list. Um, And in addition to all that, I have hired somebody part-time as a contractor. So really we've ramped things up. Um, I'll say, you know, yeah, definitely like, up. that's amazing a little bit. <laughs> because I don't remember if we said this earlier, but right now it's April. It's so, April. yeah. So all of this has happened in really just the last couple yes. of the last six months. Let's yes. Say. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And wow. so I have about, I think I just, count, I 
got five phone calls today um, for people wanting services, which I have to call back tomorrow. Um, but if, if those all come on as clients, um, then we're looking at about 25 hours worth of therapy that needs to be covered, which is a full-time position for yeah. sure. Um, so yeah. <laughs> that is totally amazing. I am so excited and just so proud of you for, you know, not only just you know having this dream and it kind of simmered yes. and all of a sudden there was an opportunity which you pursued Yes. And then things have really, it sounds like fallen in, into place. And sometimes even these, you know, the one hiccup has led to maybe like a bigger, bigger things, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, I think that hiccup while in the moment it was incredibly stressful and looking back, I was a basket case, I think just because I was thinking, how am I going to do this? How am I going to organize all of this? There were nights where I was just sitting and looking at like, I have, this Excel spreadsheet, you know, with the schedule on it and stuff. I mean, I use an EMR, but this, I just feel is a little bit more malleable. Is, I don't know if that, is that the right yeah. word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I can like move kids around easily. And I just, I was, I felt like I was just doing this jigsaw puzzle to figure out how I was going to make it work. I can't tell you how many nights I spent doing that because I, the idea of having a wait list as amazing as it sounds. And as much as I had hoped for one months ago, now that I was in it, it was stressing me out to yeah. oblivion. Yeah. Um, and I don't do well under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's having a wait list is one of those kind of like nice problems to have. Yes. But that also does result in a, in a lot of stress because you, because you're like a compassionate person who doesn't want people going without services or going without what they need. Right. You right. feel like you want to get them off, but if yes. you the, man or woman power to do that. Yeah. Right. Pissing you out. Yeah. Well, and I felt like, I mean, we talk in the grow your private practice group a lot about leveling up and, and helping your practice to grow. And I felt like everything was lining up for that to happen. And my practice was boiling over, so to speak. Yeah. And somebody was like putting a lid on it and not letting it happen. And, you know, I just, I had to get to a point and I think I had put this out in our group on one of our weekly chat things that we do and basically said, I just need to remind myself that I need to just celebrate where I am and just be grateful for that and try not to stress about it while I'm putting all these other plans into place. And so that's what I'm trying to do is just get through the weeks and just say, okay, the two things that I'm doing that are going to help this and help my practice grow are get an office space, which gets me out of the car. Um, which I spend about 10 hours in the car a week. And that is making me very cranky. Um, well, it's making you cranky and it's not time that you're engaging in income producing activities. Right. And you know, all of the other business things that I could be doing during that time, like returning phone calls or being on the phone with insurance or, you know, whatever it is that I could be doing during that time. I'm not right. Give me an opportunity to, you know, catch up with my mom and, you know, friends and stuff, which is great and a good break, but it's valuable time because it's daytime hours that I could be making, you know, being productive. Um, so between that and hiring somebody full-time, I'm hoping um, that there will be more calm in this big storm, but good storm, but big storm. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like a hurricane, right? Like it feels like it's big and massive and there's stuff, yes. on, but there is like an eye of the storm, right? Yes. So you also yeah. kind of have to figure out how to balance these different situations to get like the calm after the storm or, you know, yeah. or some sort of calm during the storm for now. Right. Yeah. And it's all good stuff. Like it feels really good. I'm excited about it. I have all of these ideas for once I get that office space for how, you know, all the things that I can be, could do and will want to do and have always wanted to do. Um, so, you know, I think it's also been the thing that has sort of kicked me in the butt to, to get that office space. Cause I knew that it was in my future, but it was sort of a scary part of the future. Cause you know, figuring out how am I going to afford that? And can I afford that? And how much can I afford and what's the right space size and where do I even start? So it, it was definitely the kick that I needed. Well, so that's great. So, so right now you're, you're getting out of space, you're hiring. Yeah. What does the next six months or so look like? Or let's put it this way. If I run into you at Ash <laughs> Orlando, right. what might things look like then? So at that point, I am expecting that I'll have about three or four therapists working for me. Um, not necessarily all full time, but you know, I, th I think that's the route that we're going because, you know, I'm taking Blue Cross Blue Shield now. I've applied to be in network with United Healthcare, and then I'm looking at maybe adding another one or two. I feel like I'm taking them one step at a time now, <laughs> just because I feel like taking the way that Blue Cross Blue Shield went and it just ramped things up. I don't know that I could handle adding, you know, more than one at a time. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, what I, I would have that office space for sure. I will be really sad if I don't in six to 12 months. <laughs> well, because um, right, that'd be more time in your car and everything else. Uh, hopefully, hopefully yes. you'll be able to get that lined up. Yeah. Um, and then with that office space, I would love to be able to support the families in our community. You know, I have a few families um, with kids with apraxia, which is a big love of mine. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, they're feeling like they are on their own and that they don't have other family support and, you know, that, you know, when, when you have kids with autism, there's so much community, so many community resources, um, which is amazing and wonderful for those families. And, you know, the families with kids with down syndrome, who I love to work with too, there are so many wonderful community resources, but then we have these families um, with kids with apraxia and it, it just doesn't happen as frequently. There aren't that many kids with that diagnosis. And so they're left feeling a little bit more isolated. And I have families that live within a few miles of each other. So I would love to be able to organize something to get them together on a regular basis, get the kids together, get the parents together. Um, I'd love to do some language enrichment groups. Um, and then maybe adding a, a, another stream of income. I've thought about teachers pay teachers. And I keep on saying in our, our chats on Grow Your Private Practice that I'm going to be starting that challenge that you have for us. And I haven't started it yet just because things are so crazy right now. But every week and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that this weekend. And then it doesn't happen. <clears throat> well, it's not going anywhere. It I know. Be there for you. I think that one of the things that we do in the Grow Your Private Practice group is to talk about adding additional streams of income. Because one of the things that can happen in private practice is there can be like lower points right. where whether it's, you know, weather, you know, like winter or summer with vacations or flu season or whatever, where you just tend to have more cancellations than usual. It's nice to have um, some steady extra income throughout the year 
to help level out any of those low times and potentially really grow your your income and your cash flow and yes. wealth associated with with private practice so there's lots of ways that clinicians can be adding additional income streams additional revenue streams you just have to figure out what that looks like for you and what you're interested in offering either to people in your local community or even online. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got some ideas rolling around, but with everything that's going on with this big growth, I mean, I feel like I'm going up Mount Everest right now because it's just moving so fast, which is amazing. And I did not think that I would be here at this point. Um, you know, that's something that I want to do, but I'm trying to not put too much on my plate because Which I feel is like very it's wide. very, I feel like it's a very full plate right now. <laughs> well, it's a very full plate, but in some ways there, I mean, you have um, plans to have things level out, right? Yes. Between having the space and having more people to help yes. you these clients, the calm is ahead. Yes, I know. I can see it and I'm putting it out into the universe that it will be here. My goal is by June, I will like have this sense of calm and, and you know, yeah. And then I can add more at that point and yeah. increase. Stuff. And so. to go, go back to, you know, the universe <clears throat> yes. earlier in our talk, you were saying that June was when you wanted to end the contract with the yes. other private practice you were working for. Right. So, so much has changed since you made that so decision. Right. Yeah. So to think of where you thought you would be in June and to now have completely leveled up, gone beyond where you thought you would be, and now you're thinking about what June will actually be like, yes. is really pretty incredible, Shanna. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Yay! I'm yeah, so yeah. No, it's been really good. And, you know, the resources that you've provided, you know, I spend so much time on our Grow Your Private Practice group, like, that's the first place that I go when I have questions or when I'm trying to figure out what people are doing or, you know, that's our weekly things, you know, the Monday, the Wednesday, the Friday that I didn't do it yesterday because things are crazy, but you know, the Monday, the Wednesday, the Friday, all that stuff is what's keeping me moving. And also in some ways keeping me sane through all of the craziness because it's helping me to choose things to focus on to help me progress, not just in leveling up as far as, you know, increasing my revenue and increasing my, the number of clients, but leveling up in the sense of increasing my sense of calm where I'm at, you know, I've, I've taken this huge step and now I need to sort of settle into it. If that makes sense. That makes a ton of sense. And I think that just to, to see where you've come over the last couple of years and all of the things that have led to this point, and all of the the plans that you have in place that you've started yeah. to, to get to that place of not only being able to increase your like a revenue goal, but just to increase your impact, right? Yes. I think it's important to have a revenue goal and also an impact goal. Yes. In terms of how many clients you can be serving individually, and then you also want to do the support group mm -hmm. for kids and um, kids with apraxia. So I think that you're definitely on your way to being able to have both of those goals come together, um, maybe even by June. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 
that one. Yeah, we'll just put that out into the universe. Put it out into the universe. <laughs> well, I think that it has been so much fun to catch up with you yes. again. Right? Yes. And I just, I can't say enough how, how proud I am. I love your enthusiasm. I love how methodical you've been about things where you've, you've faced a challenge or a hiccup and you've been like, okay, I'm kind of freaking out, but I'm going to, there's a way around this. And you've leaned on members of the group to help you out. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just so excited and proud and cannot wait to see where this leads for you in June and beyond. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Well, have a wonderful night and yes. let's be in touch. Yes. You too. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Okay. I hope that you got a lot out of that interview with Shauna. She is a student who she's been in the Grow Your Private Practice coaching program since the beginning. She was actually one of the founding members and she has really seen tremendous growth over the last six months. And you know, this wasn't planned. We really didn't plan to talk about this, but she mentioned some things about the group that I think were for her highlights of what has really helped her. One of the things that she mentioned was she, you know, she talked a little bit about, you know, this uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing. And what she was talking about are these accountability elements that we built into the program for people who need to be taking action steps and who need a little direction for what they need to do, but they also need some accountability to actually get those things done. So that was one of the elements that Shauna has really gotten a lot out of the Grow Your Private Practice coaching program. So if this is something that you are interested in trying and checking out, I wanted to extend a special offer for our listeners to try the Grow Your Private Practice coaching program for a dollar. Now, full transparency, you get to try it for a week. You get access to absolutely everything, the resources, the coaching, and also the community for one week for a dollar. And if you decide that this is the right program for you, um, it does convert to $67 a month. Now, this is fully tax deductible. This is considered an education expense. And in the program, you get access to group coaching calls and a very vibrant community of wonderful private practitioners from all over the country who are very, very giving and supportive people. We have a culture of sharing and of lifting people up. We do not accept people who are competitive or know-it-alls or that kind of thing. We don't have any negative energy in this group. If you are a growth level private practitioner and are looking for support around growing in terms of practice management, hiring and even firing, um, becoming an insurance provider, marketing, all of those things, um, head over to growyourprivatepractice.com and sign up for the week-long trial. We would love to have you as a member. It's been wonderful for Shauna and wonderful for hundreds of other SLPs who have joined us, and we would love to have you too. So go over to growyourprivatepractice.com and sign up. This is for growth level private practitioners only. I have other programs for beginners. Grow Your Private Practice is for growth level people. Okay, hope to see you there. Come join us. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. 
head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.